who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Hey, it's Mae Whitman, and I play Frankie in the new Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways. Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117, and you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight. Master Chief, out. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 562, September 21st, 2022. That means fall is officially underway, and that means we've got some fall games coming our way, as, as we always do at this time of year. But we're going to talk about a game that's a little further out later on today. You can probably guess it's been the game in the news. But anyway, I'm joined, as always, by Miranda Sanchez. How are you? Hi, hello. I'm doing well. How are Excellent. you, Ryan? I'm good. It's uh, my birthday yesterday. That Yay! was a good time. Yeah, I had a good day. Got a lot of nice birthday wishes on Twitter and, in the, and on the IGN office Slack, which I appreciate. <laughs> Stella Chung, how are you? I'm good. Sad that I didn't get any uh, dairy-free snacks for you. I was looking, but yeah, uh, I appreciate the thought. Even yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the my favorite. There's a vegan donut place yes, called Donut, donut Farm, Farm yeah. which uh, our managing editor Sam Claiborne turned me on to it in the pre-pandemic <gasps> times. They have a little like. It's not a pop-up because it's there all the time, but they have a space in the ferry building. Mm-hmm. And so one of these days, I'm just going to stop over there and bring yeah. a bunch in on Unlock Day. I, in also. fact, I wanted to today, but uh, ran out of time. So I said we could just go after this. We could. Don't tempt me. Don't tell my boss. We're going to do it. Oh, sh- All right. Wait, well, maybe sorry. that's happening. <laughs> Shout out to Donut Farm because they are fantastic. Uh, if you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, check out Donut Farm. They're, I would put their donuts up against any dairy-based donut. That's how wow. good they are. They're really, really good. Oh, by the way, there's a fourth person on this show. Hi, Destin. Bam. <laughs> hey, everybody. Yeah, I'm here, too. <laughs> how are you, my friend? Ha- happy birthday, I guess. Thank you. I appreciate it. Very... Hey, that's what he said on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, you know, it got me thinking yesterday because I just reviewed Return to Monkey Island for IGN, which is, it's made for me and and my fellow point-and-click adventure game uh, 
children of the the 80s and 90s you know it was the last time the creator of monkey island ron gilbert made a monkey island game was 30 years ago there have been a couple other monkey island games but not with him and now he's back and it turned out amazing i was so thrilled to get to review it for ign and it came out the day before my birthday and it got me thinking well wait a second there was one other game that i coincidentally also reviewed but love that uh came out right at my birthday and that was gears of war 3 back in 2011 which is miranda my favorite in the series i know wow. you're you're our resident gears of war super fan i'm like one step behind you i think in my super fandom of gears uh but yeah gears 3 2011 september 20th right on my birthday so let's say within a day on either side <laughs> does anybody have any favorite games that have come out on your birthday. I see a lot of frantic typing going on. I did okay, not prepare so, them ahead of time for this. How dare you? No, I know. I didn't go through and Google bad the hosting. April releases for every year ever in perpetuity. <laughs> but uh, I was given a game on my birthday that I, I was really appreciative of. That's not oh. the game, but go ahead. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you, do you want me to sit here and Google oh April 5th? Well, for like no. For an hour? Yeah. Uh, the, the game I was given was uh, Killer Instinct. And it came with the Killer Cut CD. And uh, my dad drove to Winnipeg, which is like four hours away, and to get it because it was really, really hard to get at the time. Very popular Super Nintendo game. That is an awesome and, dad uh, move right there. That yeah, is cool. I really, really uh, loved that game. It meant a lot to me growing up. And like when it came back to Xbox, that was a big deal. I remember I did like some of the previews and such. And uh, really, really like Killer Instinct. Please make a, a Killer Instinct 2, Xbox people. Hopefully, yeah, they were, they were, the Xbox got serious about having a, a legit fighting game, and then they kind of didn't get serious anymore. Yeah. It's been a while now. Stella, do you have one? Is there, I, do. I don't know, what, when's your birthday? Which, what range are we looking at here? Uh, so July 30th. Okay. So it's like the Oh, end. so that's like, summer is always a kind of a weak time for yeah. games. That's, that's a um, tough window. And the ones that I chose are uh, from recent years, and uh, they're on the PlayStation side, so. That's okay. I'm so ready for the chatters <laughs> to come after me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so 2020 was, uh, oh my God, where, where did it go? Pistol Whip from PlayStation VR. It's actually really hmm. fun. It's like this VR game where you're just like, you're, I mean, you don't move, but you basically shoot your gun to the rhythm or like oh, to nice. your like yeah, music yeah. and like you get to move around. It's actually really cool. And I really enjoyed that. Um, and also this year, Stray. So, oh, okay. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah, this is, yeah, I actually did like a- Super um, producer red on it. Yes, I actually did Pistol a- Pistol Whip. I think I did like a branded shoot with it, which is why like I was like, oh wait, this is actually really cool because I'm not usually into VR games because they make me feel really gross. Yeah, but yeah. this felt really nice because it was it was you know so very it's, blocky. It's on rails, and, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's, so it's like a combination of of an old school arcade game yes, with an endless runner. Yeah, that's yeah, what that's I liked a, it. That's a cool combo. I like yeah, that. Yeah, and it had like modern music and it was really cool. The bass was really nice. nice. I was like, oh, this is, you know what, if I were to play... A little bit of super hot in there too, exactly. art style wise. Yeah. yeah I was like, fun. you know what, if I were to play VR, this this is what I would play it for. Not like, because I played this one other game where like you had to kayak and I felt so sick. I felt oh, I remember so that. Yeah, sick. that was a, I remember, oh. I remember playing that at a preview event once and it I can't was... think of the name of it. Um, Miranda, you're you still look like you're frantic, <laughs> frantic frantically searching so, for a birthday game. Dustin, from 
Yeah, Dustin gave me an idea when he was like, you know, we're not going to search through all the months of the year, like in every year. You know, what if I did, though? <laughs> and so that's what I've been doing. Um, and there have actually been some pretty decent games within the birthday date for me. So my birthday is tax day in the United States. It's April 15th. Great birthday. Love to rewrite it and do my taxes. You get the government a present every year. Yeah. It's, oh, I, I wish they would pay me instead, but they don't. So um, one year, though, which is pretty cool. It's not a favorite of mine, but Okami came out on my birthday. Nice. Oh, that's it's pretty good. good. Yeah, I, didn't, I actually haven't played it. Um, Destin Gears Tactics came out on April 28th, so we got a good one within our month. Well, that's in the same yeah. month. In our month. G- uh, GTA 4 was end of April and back in yeah. 08, as I remember, too. That and That's a I big was, one. Yeah, yeah. So I think 2008 was what I was looking at. I was like, 2008 is a pretty good year. How's the... Uh, 2000 welcome looking i don't know but that's kind of just what i'm doing so if you guys haven't done that before it's actually kind of fun to look through the years and it's like what did come yeah. out yeah. my birthday yeah it's a gift for next me time ryan can give us a heads up i'll, I'll have a good answer <laughs> next episode. yeah I, I did not i sprung this on them on the air which is not great yes yeah, so one of one of my kind followers there were a bunch of great re- responses just uh-huh. you know people's birthday of course is going to be all all throughout the year and people just given given cool games that came out right by their birthday and one poor soul uh, I wish I had written down a, his name. Said, "Well, my birthday is December thirty first, so nothing ever comes out that day." <laughs> oh, it's like, yeah, I guess, I guess not. That's, that's a my that's a tough one. Birthday too. That's a tough it's one as far time. as uh, video games coming out at that point. All right, hey Destin, yeah. we had a surprise demo drop of yeah. uh, Wo Long Fallen Dynasty at TGS. Uh, the demo, but came out for everybody. It wasn't just at TGS. And uh, this one, it's not an Xbox exclusive, but it's Team Ninja, and it is dropping on Game Pass on day one yeah. next year. You have been the only one of us who've had a chance to, who's had a chance to play it thus far. I downloaded it, and have, uh, but I was busy trying to finish up the Monkey Island review on time. What are your thoughts on this one so far? My initial reaction to it was kind of negative because I could not figure out what I was doing wrong with the parry system. And it seems like it's a common problem with people online who are currently playing through this demo. Now, I initially played through on PlayStation 5, and what I realized was uh, you the parry window is so small that you need to give yourself every advantage you possibly can. So I made sure my TV was uh, in, in uh, game mode. I made sure that I had auto low latency on on the PlayStation 5, and I had a much better experience. And then um, there's a little bit more latency just built into the, the controller of the, the PlayStation 5. So I hope the developers address that on the PlayStation front. Uh, and then I went over to Xbox, where the latency is a little bit better. And I really, really liked it. I've cleared this demo on PlayStation and Xbox. I really like it. And once you start understanding what they're trying to teach you, it's really, really cool. Uh, there's some summons that are a little bit overpowered um there's one basically that will constantly heal you so you can just face tank everything and uh those are like one use abilities that only last for a limited amount of time but there's also some really good magic abilities like blink which i use quite a bit to just dash out of out of uh combat but it's really really fun so there's you saw a parry happen right there so i basically parried them that puts them into a staggered state And you get to do this really cool fatality. You can go see the whole demo. What I did was I did my uh, perfect clears for each section. You put flags down, and that's sort of like a save point. Um, And my initial playthrough took uh, probably six hours just to get through it because I'm bad at video games. (laughs) My second playthrough on Xbox, because I learned everything, 
um, took about an hour and a half. Oh, That's wow. still a and meaty I, demo. Yeah, and an hour of that was were the bosses. The bosses are exceptionally difficult. So like the open world stuff, fairly easy. Uh, it is a meaty demo, Ryan. There's a lot here to dive into. They give you access to the different magic abilities. And I'm trying to remember, but like the, the elements that you deal with are like water, earth, wood, fire, and some other ones, metal, I think is one of them, for example. Uh, there's a whole gear system that you can dive into. The leveling system is a little bit different uh, than anything I've experienced before. And full disclosure, I never played through the Neo games, but a mm -hmm. lot of, but this is the spiritual Same developer. The Neo, yeah. a little bit uh, stripped down. And the people who are diving into it are really liking it. But I have seen that common complaint about the hairy window timing. So if I had one piece of feedback for the devs, it's like you have to accommodate or input latency on whatever platform people are playing on and code appropriately within that build. So like, I feel like PlayStation needs like an additional 20 seconds. It, this is getting really nerdy. I apologize. Milliseconds but, uh, to get yeah, extra yeah. nerdy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 20 few, seconds would more, be a long time. Uh, yeah, 20 milliseconds of latency. And then on the Xbox, probably just a little bit larger for the window. But that Perry window, it's just, it's incredibly small. Uh, it's, it's really, really hard to hit, but the game is really fun and I'm really excited to dive into the full build now. Cool. Well, demos up on, on Xbox. So go grab it if you are interested and it is a series X and S only. It is not uh, an Xbox one game. So if you've got a series X or S, give it a try. This week's podcast unlocked is brought to you by factor eating better is easy with factors, delicious, ready to eat meals. We're all busy, right? We've all got a lot going on. Cooking can take a while, but you want to get a good quality meal. Factor is awesome. Check them out. They have fresh, never frozen meals that are all chef crafted, dietitian improved. And get this, this is the best part. Ready to go in just two minutes. They send you everything, different stuff every week. You throw it in the microwave, two minutes, boom, you're done. You've got a good meal. I have tried these. They taste good. It is good stuff. Over 35 different options to choose from every week, including calorie smart, protein plus options, and keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons if you need to help stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So get started right away. They've got everything from pancakes, smoothies, more, you know, breakfast, not just dinner and lunch. It's breakfast as well. No prep, no mess. They are ready to heat and eat, flexible for your schedule. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. That is the best part, and I know from having tried this for myself, boy, it just saves a ton of time. So sign up and save. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and also taste real good as well. If you're interested, head on over to factormeals.com unlocked50 and use the code UNLOCKED50 to get 50% off. That's code UNLOCKED50 at factormeals.com slash UNLOCKED50 to get 50% off. My name is Jenny Owen-Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And together we spent six years watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer one at a time, podcasting about each and every one. Our podcast is called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and you can learn more about it at bufferingcast.com. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. 
Let's get to our headline topic. We've already been talking for 11 minutes this week. So the big story, which happened over the weekend, uh, you've probably heard about it by now, even if you took the weekend offline, it's been that pervasive of a story. Videos of Grand Theft Auto 6 have leaked. Uh, it is purportedly a hack, not a leak. And the videos confirm multiple protagonists, which had been rumored including a female protagonist for the first time in the series history, as well as the other rumored thing, which was the setting. I mean, that's always the first thing you ask about with a Grand Theft Auto game. Oh, where's it set? Going back to Vice City for this one. Now, the source of the videos, there were roughly 90 clips, yes, nine zero, that uh, that person is currently unconfirmed, but they, uh, they've taken, there's been a, a person that's taken credit for it that the FBI is now interested in because they were also, they also took credit for a hack of Uber. So uh, yeah, <laughs> this is, it's, it's uh, stories getting, getting big. Sticky situation. Yeah. Uh, now the leaker, some, some go have ahead, been Destin. Led to believe Some have been led to believe that the hacker accidentally revealed himself via giving out his contact information. <laughs> and there is some belief that this is somebody that has been uh, caught doing something like this in the past. I don't want to say their name. No. Because nothing's confirmed yet. Yeah. But um, yeah, so this, this wouldn't be their first rodeo if that is found to be true. Well, uh, yeah, and the, the leaker got into Rockstar's Slack groups, grabbed all these videos and, and posted them, and Rockstar's been going around taking them down. I actually will, I will just be honest with all of you, I purposely didn't look at any of yeah. them. And it was just, I know technically it's my, I mean, it's not my job directly, it's our news teams, they, they have to take the bullets on stuff like that. I just didn't want to see it before... It was Rockstar was ready to show it to me. I mean, I did in in browsing Reddit and Twitter. I saw a couple like just screen grabs, just to say, okay, well, yeah. So that's that's a that's a real thing. That's what it looks like. But uh, Rockstar issued a statement, so I'm going to read that to you. They they took the very significant step for them because they you know Rockstar doesn't say much mm -hmm. just in general as a as individuals as a company like they're they're a pretty quiet team uh for the most part but they did uh take to twitter to discuss this to address this i should say and their comment was as follows we recently suffered a network intrusion in which an unauthorized third party illegally accessed and downloaded confidential information from our systems including early development footage for the next grand theft auto interesting that they don't even refer to it as grand theft auto 6 here i guess presumably because the game is still technically unannounced uh, at this time we do not anticipate any disruption to our live game services nor any long-term effect on the development of our ongoing projects we are extremely disappointed to have any details of our next game shared with you all in this way our work on the next grand theft auto game will continue as planned and we remain as committed as ever to delivering delivering an experience to you our players that truly exceeds your expectations we will update everyone again soon, and of course, we'll properly introduce you to this next game when it is ready. We want to thank everyone for their ongoing support through this situation. Now, um, this is a, a big deal of a leak because of obviously this, this is literally the biggest franchise, maybe other than Fortnite and or Minecraft on the planet. I mean, this is... This is as big of a, of, a, of a series as it gets. A lot of developers took to Twitter in a show of support with Rockstar, just saying, hey, look, yeah, this sucks. Nobody, It's not fun for... It's demoralizing for the developers. 
it's not fun for 99% of fans. And uh, it's, it, it is just a shame to see. I mean, again, not that, not that really anything in here was particularly surprising, but, but yeah, you know, they're, they're, they're hard at work on this. Uh, Stella, let me go your way first. Your, your reaction when you heard about this leak. Uh, immediately. Or this just, hack, I should say. Not, yeah. I should not say leak. Yeah, immediately just not pay attention to it. Like, this is the most I've gotten from the leak. Like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, nope, not not looking at it at all in support of the devs. Um, I Again, like you said, like, I, I saw that Remedy actually posted um, early footage of, uh, what was it, Control? And also, uh, Cult of the Lamb did the same yeah. thing, too. They're like, yeah, graphics are the last thing that we'd, like, well, look that, into. That was, yeah, that was sort of a separate thing. I'm glad you brought it up that, mm -hmm. that spun up. There, and it was really all spurred on by this one just, <laughs> just random guy, but it was, <laughs> you know, doing, doing that yeah. typical, like, internet confident guy thing of... <laughs> And then a bunch of developers just just clown the dude deservedly so yeah, right, yeah. to the point where the guy had to <laughs> where I felt the need to uh, and I'm assuming guy on this by the way to private to make his account private because of all the, the the shit that was thrown his yeah. way the commentary in particular yeah was saying that graphics are like the first thing that are finished in the <laughs> yeah, game which oh is God. so dumb no. <laughs> we don't even make games and we know. know that we cover the, yeah. we we There's see controls. games. Graphic. Yeah, this is so cool. Like, <laughs> it was so cool to see the community, could, like, a, the community of devs Rally come around. together. Yeah, it was amazing. And it's just like, yeah, why would you feel the need to do Throw something? Me. And, like, the amount of people... <laughs> Throw me. Love it. The amount of people who were like, oh, yeah, like, this is so good to see because now they get to be held responsible. I'm like, for what? Making a game that you have begged for? <laughs> what are you talking about? Are you stupid? Like, it was just incredible to see how many people are thinking from this very naive and stupid mindset where they literally have no idea idea how game development works and they are so spoiled like i keep saying this our this generation of gamers are very very spoiled by like early access titles and things like that where things don't have to be finished for them to enjoy it but then yet for things like this they expect perfection upon well, launch the, it's like a lot of these a lot of these people that that do complain about this stuff they they want it both ways, which is okay. impossible and ridiculous. They want to see games early. You know, oh, we, when, we want to see this. We want to get an early look at it. And then and then if a developer, I mean, not, Rockstar didn't choose to do so here, but if a developer says, okay, here's what it looks like. It's really early and it's not done yet. This looks like crap. <laughs> Why does this look like? It's, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's... Uh, it's very unfair. It's, it is very unfair. I, That's a good way to put it, Miranda. It's unfortunate that I think these folks just aren't, thinking about what they want and what that means because they don't understand the process, right? And that's understandable because maybe it's not, it's never occurred to them to look into game development, how that works. Yeah. I, just like, I don't know how, like most things in my apartment work. <laughs> how does one fix a toilet? I know some things, not all of it, but I'm not going to spend my time figuring it out. But that's also like an essential thing that I don't even know about. And so if you're looking at entertainment and you're like demanding these things that you don't know even further, it's like, you know, there's a big, there's a big gap there, but, um, it was, it was very silly. Yeah. Destin, your thoughts on this whole situation before we get into kind of the, the follow-up questions that this naturally begs. There, there was a uh, post where he said he's willing to negotiate like a f five or six figure settlement to delete the files or the build. <laughs> and I'm like, you have you are you think you're gonna negotiate just piling crimes on top of crimes like, at this point and that's like a now you're a felon like <laughs> you're not doing yourself any favors i don't even think this person realizes how much trouble they are actually oh, in yeah. with this leak um 
so many laws have been violated that, uh, like, yeah, I, I, I don't understand the the goal here, and it's it's unfortunate that it leaked in this way. All right, so we did get Vice City confirmed. Uh, let me. I want to start there. Um, Stella, we're going back to Vice City. Mm-hmm. We, a- after in four, we went back to Liberty City. In five, we went back to Los Santos, the game that we assume will be called GTA 6. We're going back to Vice City. What are your thoughts there? Are you excited to go back? This was, you know, Vice City, a lot of people, it's their favorite GTA. Mm. But I think for a good number of those people, it's it's actually the 80s the time period setting more so than the geographical Vice City, you know, Miami location. But yeah. well, what do you think about going back to Vice City? So for me, this will be my first time in Vice City because GTA Five was my very first Grand Theft Auto yeah. ever. Um, so I'm personally really, really excited because it's a whole new thing for me. Um, and of course, seeing footage, I'm just like, man, I wish I could have experienced that in that time. I mean, same goes for like Halo, right? Like at the apex of the the game that when it was, yeah. right? So I'm personally really excited to see like a modern take on this because I've seen plenty of footage. The remake of- trilogy's probably been patched enough at this point where you could dive in and have a good time with this if you yeah. wanted to. That's true, but I'm just like, eh, I have other games to play. So. I hear that. I hear, but Ray Liotta is fantastic in this game. Okay. I will say that. Like, it's it's worth it for the story, even if, you know, visually you're looking at a 2002 <laughs> PlayStation 2 video game. Yeah, like, look at look at the bags of cocaine there. <laughs> I mean, I think th- this this looks like this is the the remaster. I, yeah, it's way too clean to not yeah. be. <laughs> I mean, maybe around for a little bit but yeah for me i'm really excited as as someone i mean i i know that a lot of gta players started with grand theft auto 5 so i'm pretty sure a lot of people are excited i'm honestly just really excited to see how the modding community is going to take this because i've talked about this uh but i'm part of uh oh my god no pixel which is gtarp it's one of the most popular gtarp servers and like they have actually made it like their own game you can go inside specific buildings you even have this casino that players can run so i'm just like how are they going to transfer this to vice city i'm so excited so yeah i'm I'm definitely really excited miranda i have also not been to vice city (laughs) so i am interested i'm curious about the time period so I, i i didn't say this but i didn't actually see the leaks themselves i was not online that day i was just not there uh so i heard about it i was like wow that's that's horrendous um but since i didn't see any of that i'm a little still unsure about like direction but also with this being still early in development that means that they're still probably figuring that out or they could be nothing's set in stone until it's out right sure so um that's another problem with leaks is that they're kind of being forced to show something that may not be come to fruition and people don't like that as well uh but with vice city you see it was set in the 80s and i want to know are they gonna do more modern day vice city or are they gonna do another time like a specific period of time and so i think that's my biggest question because i really love the aesthetic that they did for vice city in the 80s and i hope that we get something that's just as stylish yeah uh for me before i go to destin i will say um i I'm incredibly hyped for GTA 6 whenever the time comes. I will say though, the pre the original Vice City is my is geographically my least favorite of the oh, Grand Theft Auto okay. games. I you know, again, Leota was great, the story in Vice City was great, the 80s time period was was really fun with obviously the 80s soundtrack. But Vice City in 2002 
You know, it was Miami. It was basically a flat rectangle. It was just not a very compelling place to drive around to actually like geographically wander around in. Whereas three was, was really cool. You had the suburbs, you had the downtown, you had, uh, you had a few different, uh, you kind of the, the rolling Hills residential areas. And then four certainly, uh, or excuse me, San Andreas to back up was all of California. It was awesome. Plus Vegas. Uh, and then four was another was a great reimagining of of Liberty City, and five was so sprawling, it, you know, out into the countryside outside of of Los Santos, and so I'm sure, obviously, this is going to be a geographically bigger game than the original Vice City was, and I'm sure they're they're thinking long and hard about about the setting because that's, I mean, I, I've talked to Rockstar enough over the years, like they. The setting is like the star of that's the way they have told me that they look at those games is you, it's about the setting first and foremost. Right. If you just think about like Red Dead Redemption 2, like think about the sprawling space there yeah. and just like the the fullness of that game. Like even if there isn't something developed there, like there's still animals, there's still things to collect, there's still something to do. There's like a piece to it that just makes sense in that world. And so I'm curious to see, because they always say like, we're going to exceed your expectations. Like, man, you're going to put Disney World in this game or what? <laughs> so, oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to go into Orlando. Yeah, because that's what I was thinking. I was like, where is Miami relative to Orlando? Because <laughs> Miami is like far south. And all right, they, they could do it. They could do it. They should do it. I wouldn't put anything past they, them, but they yeah. could put a Disney, Disney World in there. But like it oh, wouldn't yeah. be Disney World. It would be, <laughs> of course, like the Grand Theft Auto version. Yeah, yeah. But, so um, I want to know what that is. I'm yeah, that would, that immensely would be curious. But yeah, so that's like, I, I'm not. I, I'm a little disappointed is the wrong word, but I'm I'm not initially stoked about Vice about returning to Vice City. But I again, I know I can't wait to see what. I mean, mm -hmm. this is going to be. One, two, three generations ahead of, yeah. of the original Vice City from a technical perspective. So uh, I'll be curious to see what they do with that setting. Destin, coming back to Vice City, yay or nay? Well, my whole thing is about like impressing us would be, I don't know how you raise the bar from what Red Dead Redemption 2 was able to accomplish. It was so incredible what they were able to do with... Red Dead Redemption 2 in terms of how the lighting would shine through the barrels of the revolvers mm -hmm. and like the light would hit your ear and it would pass through the light of your ear like on a technical level just the little details that they were able to add in that game like you can kill somebody go away and then you can watch the sheriffs come and get them after the buzzards have picked them clean or if you do it in the in the wild, you can watch the birds eat the bodies and then actually decompose in somewhat real time. So let's say Grand Theft Auto 6 has all that and it takes place in Florida with a fake Disney World and everything. Like, I, I think no matter what they're able to do, uh, it's going to be impressive, even if it's on the same level of Red Dead Redemption 2. But in terms of raising the bar... I mean, I'm, I don't even know how you raise the bar of game development. You've got a new generation of consoles to play with. You've got plenty more power we at your fingertips. We also ask this every time with Forza Horizon and just the Forza mm. series generally, That's right? That's true. And they yeah. still they do still it. They still do it because talented <laughs> developers are capable of incredible feats of art. Um, so, so for me, I'm not too worried about the Florida setting. Uh, excited to go back there and see how they make fun of DeSantis or whatever political things that they manage to do in there because they always do. <laughs> Well, it's more everybody. of a it's more of a societal yeah. 
uh, satire than than a political one historically. I mean, you never know. We, yeah, we do have some, some new stuff. Yeah, there's some stuff in Vice City that did not age well, by the way. So, oh, yeah. well, I mean, the <laughs> fact that there hasn't been a female protagonist until GTA Six has certainly not been, you know. One of one of the finer one of the finer points of the GTA series. I am I am really curious how they're going to uh, integrate those two characters together. Uh, the rumors have said there'll be like a Bonnie and Clyde dynamic. I don't yeah. believe that was oh. part of the leak. That was something I heard before that. But uh, I'm excited about it. Setting wise, uh, it it looks intriguing to me. I'm I'm interested to go back to that location. I loved Vice City. It's probably one of my favorite GTAs, even though it was a flat rectangle. <laughs> I know, like I'm, I hope I'm, they. I'm the I only hope one. Respects to Leota, in some way. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I know. I'm. I'm. I don't hear many people besides me who were, you know, kind of bummed out by Vice City from a geography perspective. So I recognize I might be uh, on an island with that, and that's okay. That's okay. But um, I, I GTA is one of my favorite franchises. Period. I've repeatedly said and stand by that I think GTA Five is one of the probably 10 greatest video games ever made. Uh, and I have no doubt that six is whenever they're ready to show it to us is going to be insane because again, the, I always used to say this when we were talking about five, 10 years ago, rockstar, the rockstar development team has effectively unlimited time, effectively unlimited budget and absolute world-class talent. And most developers, publishers, most games, I think they're, you're lucky to get one of those. Maybe some games get two of those checkboxes. But GTA, it's, it's all three. And when you give world-class developers all the time and all the money they want to do everything they want, things like GTA V happen. So I, whenever Rockstar is ready, I can't wait to see six. Now, uh, I think we're not done here, though. I want to ask you guys what... Do you think are the larger implications of this hack in terms of, you know, do, will do you think this will push back when and how we would have gotten a proper unveiling of GTA Six? Destin, I'll start with you. You're nodding your head no, as is Miranda. No, I don't think so. I think what's going to happen instead will be that Rockstar trusts fewer people and adds further. Um, restrictions to access in terms of freelancers, in terms of people working with contractors, yeah, contractors and such. Um, unless this was just like a straight up hack and their internal people, but like right now they got to be looking at everybody like a little closer and looking at their own processes uh, a little bit closer. Also like cyberpunk, uh, didn't leak early as far as I can remember. Um, so it's pretty crazy that rockstar a leak of this caliber miranda you were also nodding your head no you think we'll we'll proceed as planned as, yep. as rockstar was planning whatever their timeline is absolutely if anything i think it's just going to be a massive headache for it and all of their team to just sort of redo all of their security training if you're at any company that has security training you know you know how long that takes and now they're probably getting full <laughs> full yeah full new rounds of all of it um, so I think that's going to be a, just the biggest impact is that they're going to have to do these additional things. My understanding, I mean, just from what we've read and what we know is that they were like fully hacked, like someone got in, like got into their systems and stuff. So that's what it was rather than someone just like leaving a laptop right. open on a subway, letting anyone to touch it, you know, yeah. like that kind of thing. I think that they like, if you leave the door that, open too long. That's always yeah, in the yeah. training. Yeah, it that's is. always that's in so those funny. training yeah. things. Uh, Stella, any 
do you a agree with with uh, Miranda and Destin and B when do you think we might see this thing because you know the we know it's not finished we know they're still and and Rockstar tends to wait until it's reasonably close to to release before they unveil it now we've definitely seen the last couple rocks GTA games have had delays so they've ended up revealing it a decent bit ahead of when it ultimately came out but what do you think the timeline might look like? Probably not for a really long time. We might, we're probably not going to see anything like polished until they decide to release it because they probably want it to look really good, especially after this. Yeah. But at the same time, there's nothing wrong. Like, as, what was it? Um, was it Skate that came out with like the in development footage and yep. stuff? I'm like, there's absolutely nothing wrong with going that route either. It's really nice. A lot of people just kind of, a lot of gamers just want communication, right? So, um, I feel like they would benefit from going either way, especially from Rockstar. If they started to be more transparent about like their process, I think that'd be really cool. But I, I think after this, they might just play it safe and be like, well, you know, we took a big hit from this. We're going to try and uh, regain our confidence by showing you something and show you how what we can really do and show something polished. Yeah. So it may not be soon. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't think we will. I don't think we'll hear a word from them next year. Yeah. I think it's going to be 2024 before we hear officially about this thing. And again, I don't know when it's coming out. Uh, I don't know how, you know, where exactly where it is in the process, but I would, I would bet that they, and that's probably what the plan was. They probably were going to, you know, they they had officially acknowledged it recently and Mm -hmm. just said, yes, we will confirm that development on the next Grand Theft Auto game is well underway. Um, But I I think uh, they were probably planning to, Basically, remember like Elder Scrolls Six, where Todd Howard, everybody was just like, "Where's Elder Scrolls Six? Where?" And and Todd had to get on stage at the showcase and go, "We're working on it." Okay, here's a <laughs> teaser trailer, just so that they wouldn't have to answer the questions anymore. Yeah, and that's what I feel like Rockstar did earlier this year, and now, yeah, after this, I think they will. I think you're you're completely correct, Stella, that it's going to be they're going to be very very quiet until they're ready to to wow everybody with a with a very polished proper thing uh miranda i think you also make a good point about the security stuff too uh, um uh, unfortunately for the people the by the way hundreds of hundreds if not might even be over a thousand people maybe at the peak i don't know when the peak's going to be but the, the many many people working on gta 6 uh they're probably going to be the ones punished by this in the sense of the corporate security is going to tighten up so much that they might have to like two factor authenticate everything they do on any device they log into, which will just slow them down in the course of a day. Like that stuff adds up. You know, we, we had (laughs) the entire IGN team recently (laughs) went through this where we had a, and a security authentication protocol that was just like hitting us oh my God. a lot. And we were all just like, what? like, it, you know, I've, I've, I'm sure there are timestamps of me. Twice a day. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're of, of me getting signed out on the air because that's always, that's when I use this laptop is, is for unlocked. And so <laughs> I'm on this cycle of horror where uh, now so far it hasn't happened. It did happen last week, by I, the way. I, saw I, that. I, I got saw signed that, yeah. out last week. So it's 12.03 p.m. Pacific. I don't know if this is going to hit me again, if, I, if I'm going to have to like stealthily <laughs> sign back in. But anyway... My point is that, yeah, I, I think the all the developers, internal developers, external support developers, contract developers, they, they will probably get a, many more layers of, of security 
put on their their contributions to this game, which will only serve to aggravate them. And I feel bad. I genuinely feel bad that they're probably going to have to go through that. Um, are there any other, do you think, just to finish this up, are there notes that other publishers might take from this to go, oh, wow, GTA just got, you know, Rocks, Take-Two Rockstar just got hacked and their game got got uh, exposed long before, you know, do, do, do the Activisions, the Blizzards, the Microsofts, the Sonys, the Nintendos, does anybody else take anything away from this or is it just a, this this was an unfortunate hack and it could happen to anybody Destin, you're 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 uh, shaking your head no over there. Yeah, check your security. You mentioned Activision Blizzard, who also had a leak. So yeah, I was just <laughs> we were going to cover that uh, later, yeah. but yes, yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe maybe everybody should take a look at their security, make sure there haven't been any breaches. I think uh, a lot of people in the industry will probably do that immediately, as this person probably found a loophole somewhere that is going to need to be addressed across several systems that a lot of people in the industry are using currently. So I have to imagine a lot of people are going on, on lockdown right now until they do an evaluation of their security software. Well said. Yeah, well said. All right, uh, speaking of security, Destin, Microsoft doing a DRM-related update to the Xbox consoles. Talk to us. Yeah. So this was a while ago, actually. Xbox had this issue where, like, if Xbox Live goes down, you just can't play your digital games at all. It's been a big criticism of mine and many others towards the Xbox platform. It's, like, it's unacceptable that players are locked out of their games for, like, several days. Uh, you should do something about it. Well, apparently they did back in July and just didn't tell anybody. <laughs> uh, this was from... I brought up his YouTube channel here. Uh Akiko Mori Media, and it was confirmed by Does It Play One, who is a big uh, DRM, anti-DRM advocate. Uh, PlayStation has fixed this issue. Anyway, here's what's changed. Um, Xbox Series X and Xbox One games can be installed and played, played offline now. Uh, the console still requires internet for that initial setup, so you'll have to figure out how to do that. Older 316 OG Xbox games still require internet. And really? uh, digital Xbox games work offline. Still, some games like Halo Infinite and Forza Horizon 5 do not come complete on the disc, so you would still need to download those regardless. That, that's a practice that has been adopted by a lot of people where the disc is basically just the permission right. uh, chip that you're putting into your console to install the digital version of the game. It's, it's a sort of a weird system that we're in right now where discs are being shipped with basically not a game on them uh, good update still needs a few tweaks it makes me very happy to see that they have addressed at least the digital download issue and uh i overall i'm very happy about this i was happy to see this and it is something that i feel like xbox should have made a post about honestly why do you think they didn't destin that's that's what i don't get maybe it's not quite where they want it yet maybe they want to address some of these other issues before they make an announcement uh, but yeah, this is positive PR for them. I don't know why they would say absolutely nothing about it. Hmm. Uh, Miranda, mm -hmm. do you have you ever run into this? Have you ever been on the the wrong end of of being of being unable to access yes. the game? Yes, and it's very disappointing. <laughs> That's all, really. <laughs> I mean, I think it's kind of weird to see that, as you guys were saying, that the discs are essentially 
just a verification yeah. that you own the game and then you just have to download it anyway. I remember being really annoyed when that first happened. I've kind of gotten used to it at this point and I mostly download digitally anyway, but it is a bummer that you have to just go and download it because games are so big now. Like a lot of the games are so big. They don't fit on the disc anymore or yeah. they don't want to put them there. I, yeah, I, 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 I recognize that we are not the norm here no. because we work with publishers. We get access to games, a lot of games, and, and that is typically in a digital process. Stella, what, what's the last disc game, not uh, non-Nintendo physical media, <laughs> that, uh, oh that, you, that you had? Can you even remember? Because I can't. I actually don't. Uh, like, you know what? It, it would, you know, I've got a, some Nintendo games I have on, yeah. on chip, whatever the hell Nintendo calls them. I think it was... Cartridge. Titanfall. Cartridge, yeah. Oh, I think it was Titanfall SD 1. SD cards? For the Xbox One. Yeah? That far? I, yeah, because I had ten it on years. PC. Almost 10 years. I, I had it on PC, but I also wanted to support them and try it out on Xbox. Yeah. So, I, yeah. That, I think that's the last one that I got on... That's a long time. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Now, again, I recognize there's... There, there, there are uh, rough internet connections out there. There are... Where people just don't have the option of a faster, faster ISP. There are bandwidth caps out there mm -hmm. that a lot of people have to deal with um yeah that's uh, i i moved to a faster internet provider that rolled out in my neighborhood um a couple of years ago but which was the speed was nice but honestly the best thing given my the fact that i'm downloading games all the time uh is that there was no bandwidth cap that yes. that was the best part um and that's i i bandwidth caps as a quick aside are Pure corporate greed. They're they're indefensible. The fact that all the big ISP conglomerates wave them during the pandemic, say, "Well, it's so, you know, don't worry about it. Don't everybody's working from home." It it just shows that they're they're completely unnecessary. Yeah, there's no there's no like yeah. tying. It's it's oh, I sorry, I I hate like this is it's such corporate greed. It's so horrible. Nobody should be subjected to bandwidth caps unless you're. I don't know, doing some like running some illicit pirated Hollywood movie streaming server or something, you know what I mean? Which is which is wrong on another level. But yeah, I hate I hate bandwidth caps. Nobody, no company should impl uh, implement them. They're bad. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but yes, thank you, Destin. Glad to see Xbox taking again another another community player first step. Right? Like Phil talks yes. a lot about putting players first, making the player the center of the experience on Xbox. This is them walking the walk on that in a, in a way that, again, they, they weren't even looking for, you know, to your point, Destin, they weren't even looking for PR on this. You say, oh, this is a good PR moment. Clearly, they they just, they weren't looking to to thump their chests on this one. They just did it. This is something we should have just fixed, and they yeah. did. Um, on the, security is the topic of the day here on Unlock. Diablo 4, which Destin hit on uh, just a few minutes ago, also suffered a security breach. 40 minutes of gameplay was leaked online. This was first reported by PC Gamer uh, and a Reddit user, Ivy1Russo, who spotted two videos uploaded anonymously to a file-sharing website, one containing five minutes of Diablo 4 footage and the other 38 minutes it's unclear at what stage development the footage is from, but given that several models within the game world were untextured in this footage, it's clearly 
probably not new footage. Uh, a lot of the game does appear to be functional, however, and the videos show what appears to be a barbarian character exploring the world and battling enemies. Uh, no statement yet from Blizzard on this one. Um, I've said before, Blizzard Diablo 4 is one of the top two, along with Starfield, games I'm looking <laughs> forward to in 2023. And uh, I could not be more stoked for Diablo 4. And again, this is another one like, what... I would gain nothing from watching, from going and watching yeah. that leaked footage. It's the developers don't, yeah. don't want me to see it. It's got unfinished stuff in it. We just got a nice meaty yeah. gameplay presentation at the showcase three, yeah, three months ago. So, uh, yeah, it's a shame that another one, it's just a shame that this happened. And now as far as where that game is in development, I mean, we're looking at polished footage right now. This is probably from, uh, from that June showcase, if the this leak was uh, had had untextured stuff, it's probably pretty old because Di- uh, Blizzard is famous. I don't know why my brain keeps flipping the developer in the game. Uh, Blizzard is famous for polishing their games to a mirror shine before they put them out. You know they don't always necessarily get there. Diablo three, of course, had the severe networking issues at launch, but as far as the game, the gameplay polish has always been their thing and uh i mean rod ferguson has said like they're they're like in really good shape already and they're just polishing and um i I would guess that if you do or already have watched this leaked footage it's probably pretty old so i i my bet i don't have i don't know but my bet would be that diablo 4 is effectively done at this point in time and that blizzard's just polish 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 for some number of months between now and whatever its release date in the first half of 2023 is i mean that game is no more than nine months away Mm -hmm. that's if if it stays on on that schedule that we were given at the xbox showcase we are nine months or less i know what diablo is i've seen the diablo 4 footage already and they've given quite a bit of it since it's been announced i have no interest in watching this leak gameplay like, the Grand Theft Auto 6 stuff, you've never seen it before. You have no idea what to expect. Um, I get the temptation there. But with a game where they've shown so much, I think it's probably a little bit less, unless you're, like, an uber-hardcore Diablo fan. Uh, I also don't think there's anything particularly noteworthy. Oh, it's early footage of Diablo 4. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> the game's coming out in nine months. So yeah. I feel like that kind of stuff <laughs> uh, is to be expected. It more interesting after a game's out, like after you've played it yes. and you're like, oh, I want to know how this was made. I yeah. want to see the other directions they would have gone in. Like just kind of a behind the scenes pieces are really fun to see after because you've experienced it. You know how it's shaped up. And so reflecting on that is cool. So right now it's just like, what are you, what are you doing? I feel like <laughs> these type of leaks where we've already gotten really good gameplay demos and stuff mm-hmm. of this. I feel like Honestly, a lot of these leaks come from malicious intent, like, oh, look at how crappy right. this game looks. And it's like, obviously, that's an early build. Like, you're, don't. <laughs> and there are some people who feed into it, like with the Rockstar thing. So yeah. I, I feel like this specific, it's like, what was the use? Of, did you just want to get some internet clout? Is that it? Okay. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Although it was uploaded anonymously, so maybe not on this one. Who knows? But um, let's hey, let's have some better Diablo four news real quick before we because well, how far are we into the show here? We're uh, yeah we're getting along we're getting along pretty far. Uh, speaking of Diablo four, Blizzard has announced that hardcore Diablo fans will get the chance to play in a Diablo four closed beta this year. 
while a public beta will arrive early next year. This comes from a blog post. So if you've recently invested, quote, significant amounts of time playing end games of Diablo 2 Resurrected, Diablo 3, or Diablo Immortal, you will be eligible to participate in the test. Unlike most betas that give players access to the first few hours of the game, the Diablo 4 beta will do the opposite, letting players straight into the end game. It'll be available across platforms, uh, which of course includes Xbox One and Xbox Series, with cross-play and cross-progression, quote from Blizzard here, we have decided to focus the closed beta on Diablo 4's endgame offerings for a few reasons. The full story of Lilith's return to Sanctuary is not something we would like to spoil prior to release. Players will experience a post-campaign Sanctuary during the closed endgame beta. Also, for many, the endgame is their favorite aspect of Diablo. We want to ensure it feels satisfying and with no shortage of challenging variety to experience across many, many demon-slaying gaming sessions. Hook this straight to my veins immediately. <laughs> I cannot wait to, to play this. Um, but yeah, I, I can't think of another game where... I mean, there have been betas of games where you pretty much could play the whole thing, including the end. I am stumped. I can't think of any game, uh, any major game, certainly, that where there's been a beta specifically for the end content of a game. I feel like... I think... I think the Amazon game New World did that. Did they? Yeah. So, yeah, something... Yeah, they, would, they would have PvP battles. Did something the, similar, but not that I can recall easily, so it wasn't prominent enough, I guess, in my memory either. But yeah, Dustin, I think we're thinking the, of the same thing. The reason they're doing this, Ryan, I think is because of the negative feedback that uh, Diablo Immortal had yeah, for its right. end game. You're right. Where it was basically, where it was heavily paid away in with the legendary gems, and there are like simulators where you can just spend a fake $5,000 and get your one five-star gem, basically. I played a significant amount of Diablo Immortal. I played to the end game, and then when I realized that basically, well, you have to be a whale to really play the end game, I just wasn't going to participate in that. I didn't spend any money in Diablo Immortal either because I think the practices that were implemented in that game were damaging, honestly, to the industry. So I w I'm hopeful based on the statements that I've seen a lot of the people working on Diablo 4 say about how they're handling monetization and it being cosmetic only, I'm very hopeful that uh, that is truthful and that we actually don't see a situation like we did with what is happening in the Diablo Immortal um, uh, world right now. I don't know what else to call it. Uh, who's with me in, in playing Diablo 4? Any hands? Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. I yeah. think it depends on when this this is out. If it if what if if Redfall you're looking for Redfall, aren't you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> there's a lot coming out. There is a lot. Year. It's my schedule's booked. Okay. Yeah. Like you gotta you gotta make your reservation. You know, like Genshin Impact's gonna still have updates, and then of course we have like you said Redfall. We're gonna have Starfield some mm -hmm. point. We're gonna have. And May May is booked basically already. So. Oh, Zelda, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's oh, there's God. so much, and I'm sure there's plenty of unannounced stuff as well. Like we have, we still have events where things get announced in the year, so you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> Summer, it, uh, if there's any break from big releases in 2023 in in the summertime, that's going to be serious backlog time oh, in gosh. 2023. Yeah, like big time. Even get more caught serious up. than this year. Well, oh, honestly. Yeah. It's weird to say, and nobody judge me, but I feel like this fall is also kind of a backlog time. 
Like, there are a few games that I really want to play, but I don't think they're going to take that long. Like, the one that's going to take me longest is Pokemon because that one can just keep going. But everything else has, like, a lifespan, right? Yeah, I mean... um... I don't know this for a fact, but and twenty hours. Yeah, well, God, God, yeah, God of War is. I think the first one, twenty, probably twenty to thirty, if it's like the first one, right? Which is which is a nice. That's all right. <laughs> which is a, which is a nice to me a nice amount of time. Yeah, I I get the sense. Again, I don't know this for a fact. I get the sense that high on life's probably going to be shorter. Mm. Yep. Which I'm a hundred percent fine with. And by it's not the way, December. Yeah, that's so, not till December. So that's. That one probably won't won't bog you down for too long. Yeah. Um, so it's like this I mean, month. Plague Tale Requiem. I know Destin's yeah, right. super looking forward to that. That's how long was the first one, Destin? It's like ten. Yeah. Oh. So pretty reasonable. Uh, yeah, I would rather have. I mean, I would rather have like four awesome ten-hour games than <laughs> than yeah. than like one one uh, overstuffed forty-hour game. But we can have both. I, it's fine. I think for me, it's God of War and then maybe Gotham Knights next. That's right. That's yeah, those, that's those probably that, that might be the biggest third party game of the fall, not named Call of Duty. Um, I mean, that's right. That camp, Miranda. I'm going to play that campaign. No, Callisto. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Callisto Protocol is December. But, yep, yeah. that's true too. Choo Choo Charles, <laughs> biggest game of the fall. Oh my God, I if it comes yeah. out, I will never forget. No. I will sing its praises. If you guys don't know Choo Choo oh. Charles, look it up right now. I hope it comes to Xbox someday. But for right now, I think it's only on PC. Um, don't, it's not a children's game. If, if you not. are a small no. one who are, is interested in trains, don't look at this one, please. That's all. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so hyped about Teacher Charles, guys. I can't even tell you why. I don't know. That is uh, resonates with that me. was an unexpected reaction right there. <laughs> Genuine there unlocked on moment. Track for a okay. Release. All right. <laughs> Destin. <laughs> Pass the okay. Advil. Uh. Um, all right, we're going to just soldier on and keep keep talking this week because there is so much to get to. But yeah, uh, yeah, God of War might be the the beefiest game, That's, which is fine. It seems like it is. a lot of, I mean, yeah. you know, Modern Warfare 2 campaign. Quite literally beefiest as well. That's true. Destin, maybe you and I should just... Uh, just yeah. step Guys, away for a minute. Gods, okay? oh, they're not wrong. We're, we're getting more gods. Hey, it's all good. Yeah, they're known for their strength and their glory. So anyway, um, oh, I was just looking the, at his butt, but okay. Okay, that's you. But I mean, if we're gonna talk about that, we're gonna talk about Gotham Knights. So yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Men in tights. I will say. I will say. Mitchell Dyer has promised me that. We'll, we'll be pleased oh, with that. Good. But also, he's working on that game, and he's you know friend of the show, former Unlocked member. Just gotta, gotta shout that out. But. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Like there are things to look forward to, right? But not yeah. as heavy as previous falls that we usually have. So. That's true. Yeah, it's. Uh, I guess it depends on your take. Like as we've said, blockbuster wise, it's mm-hmm. we're maybe a little a little uh, light this year. But there are still plenty of plenty of games. I mean, don't forget Miranda's. Uh, well, t- t- actually, Miranda's co games of the year for 2022. Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope, which Miranda will be. Uh, Playing on hard difficulty to to 100 completion, and uh, and then her other co game of the year for 2022, Scorn, which comes out in one month's time from now on as an Xbox oh, exclusive. That's right. Why I'm do you excited? Why do you do this to me every time? Go, 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 go. There's the footage. We were waiting for it. If you guys are watching the video, Red Miranda hates Red's rabbits. trying, but also how dare you? 
Bring up the Scorn gameplay next. The, yeah, like, so exciting. Weird, you know. I'm honestly really excited because it just looks so unique. It that does it does. Very unique. Yeah. There's a new gameplay video on IGN today if you oh, want to see more of okay, it. Okay, cool. No, I don't. Yeah. Thank you, though. Which one? <laughs> uh, Scorn. Scorn. What yeah. about Callisto Protocol? That's December 2nd. December. So that's mm, coming up. Just, yeah, you yeah. got to. Yeah, get get done with God of War in time to jump into Callisto if if those no, are both no, of interest. No, no, no. <laughs> and then Dead Space is January. Yeah, so that'll that'll, that'll oh, be the God. one of the first like big games. Yeah, I'm here like we go. Screaming. There it is. There's yeah. Scorn. Gross. It's so gross. It's like it's like a train wreck you can't look away from. Yeah, oh, it's gross. just so gross. But like the lighting, like it looks really good, and you know that the sound effects have to be so good. Yeah, you got to play with headphones. I will oh, say yeah. this: this is a design marvel. Like they did, they committed so hard to this, and it looks fantastic in that way. But I hate it. Like I really appreciate <laughs> it, but I I hate it for uh, me. He's hooking in. I hate he's it. hooking in. Something hate, ghost is gonna happen. I hate how intimate everything is in this. <laughs> yeah, it's like the proximity to things. Yeah. It's so so fleshy, you know. Oh, like the, like the stroking of the wall. <laughs> like just oh, slipping gosh. on the gauntlet you're just like all right dude like just you know what <laughs> it's like there's gore and then there's this yeah and this is just like yeah body, body horror is a different ball game than yeah uh... and most body horror i don't mind but this one is just great it's like nails on a chalkboard to all of my senses it's so weird i usually don't do ign.com says it's like nails on a chalkboard put that on the box oh my goodness it's so weird because i don't usually okay. do horror games but this one somehow i'm just like i think i could get into it Chichi charles anyway no um i will need to hopefully we can keep the show going and not have to stop here i need new batteries in my in my device here so i can i can hear destin but um i will move on uh, and for the time being until i'm told not to to move on uh the uk's the this is the activision stuff bubbling up again our boy jim ryan uh, a lot of interesting comments on last week's episode where we talked we did a whole show on this the uk's competition and markets authority has recommended beginning a second phase investigation into microsoft's acquisition of activision blizzard as it believes it could stifle competition in the video game industry in the region Sony has responded that it welcomes the announcement of further investigation. Quote, by giving Microsoft control of Activision games like Call of Duty, this deal would have major negative implications for gamers and the future of the gaming industry, Sony said in a statement to GamesIndustry.biz. Quote, we want to guarantee PlayStation gamers continue to have the highest quality gaming experience, and we appreciate the CMA's focus on protecting gamers. Well, I don't know what they're why they're thinking the Country Music Awards are going to help them out there. Anybody? No. Thank you. All right. Oh, little, it took a minute to just waft over and, and settle into the, the ear canal on that one. Y'all, you and Dustin are allotted one dad joke each. Okay? That's it. Was that, that was your one. That was one? That was your okay. one. Um, Dustin's already done for the day. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Let, me, let me go to Dustin here, even though I now can't hear him, and hopefully that okay. will get solved while we, uh, while we hear from Dustin on this issue. Okay, so largely what Jim Ryan is saying is that he is happy that they're going to be protecting PlayStation. He doesn't care about protecting gamers. No. I think we all know that. He cares that they're protecting PlayStation's bottom line. And this entire deal has been really weird in terms of the language used, because a lot of the language we know is ex almost exact language that PlayStation... Uh, provided Brazil in the documents that we actually got to see. 
And when he talks about protecting gamers, the reason this upsets me is because, A, he's full of it, and I think we all know that. Uh, he cares about protecting PlayStation and PlayStation's interests. But it also comes at a time when they're advertising that PlayStation has exclusive skins for Call of Duty, exclusive early access for Call of Duty, um, play here first. And that is very important to their bottom line. And they know that this deal is going to force them to, instead of rely on Call of Duty for you know about a billion dollars of their revenue every year, they're going to have to try and innovate like they did during the PlayStation 3 era. We got a lot of great games from PlayStation during the PlayStation 3 era, and I welcome them continuing to focus on making great games. Do you remember when they actually tried to take on Call of Duty instead of just relying on it? Uh, that was great. But all this is moot because Microsoft has repeatedly committed yeah. to leaving the game multi-platform. There was a letter that was released. For a good long while anyway. Well, the, that letter between Jim Ryan and Phil Spencer was in January. Since then, they have repeatedly said that they have no intentions to make it console exclusive, further saying that it makes no business sense for them to stop releasing it on PlayStation. Now, of course, the, the goal is likely to push Game Pass, not to make it console exclusive. And uh, the whole thing is moot. Jim Ryan's full of it. And uh, <laughs> it, re it really bothers me when somebody just like goes out there and under the faux guise of we're protecting gamers, you don't care about gamers. Otherwise, you wouldn't be paying Square to make games exclusive to the PlayStation platform or making those sort of deals. Destin, I, it's just, I, I can't it's remember. Great. I think this was you that said this, and I don't remember if it was on the air last week or off when we were talking. But uh, you basically said that... Somehow, Microsoft's the one spending, being the big company spending $69 billion, and Sony's the one that's that's looking like the bad guy on this. Yeah, well, I don't remember saying that. But yeah, Sony, to most people, kind of looks like the bad guy because they're out here talking about protecting gamers while they are actively working against the interest of anybody who prefers Xbox. No Final Fantasy VII Remake. No Final Fantasy 16. And people think, like, it's about Square games in particular. No, it's not. It's about the hypocrisy of the messaging protecting gamers when it's very clearly about protecting Sony's bottom line. And those are two different things, right? Um, nobody else has come out against uh, this happening. Every, some people have even welcomed it and said, yeah, go for it. We don't care. So it's just, it's ridiculous. And uh, it's about them protecting that $1.5 billion that they get every year. Oh no, like Microsoft will get a little bit closer to them. That's That would be the result. It's so exhausting. I'm so sick of hearing what, like just figure it out. <laughs> I'm so tired of saying, I'm just like, why are the you- The corporate posturing. Yeah, I'm just like, just figure it out. Like, honestly, I, I, I mean, I think, oh, I, I totally- oh, hi. So, <laughs> um, I, I understand what you're saying too, Dustin. Like it's, so for me, when I look at this, I think ultimately it is up to these authority groups to decide whether or not this should go through. It's not up to me. It's not to us. Obviously, they have different like levels of yeah. standards to make sure that that is happening. Um, but I think to kind of double down on what Dustin's saying, it's just about how grating it is sometimes to see. Yeah, exactly. It's sometimes a little hypocritical to say we're doing all these things for them, for everyone, so everyone can have things. But yeah, going, of course, and buying like high profile things that people would also like to have on other systems as exclusives. But mm -hmm. to be fair, like that's 
that's been a thing that's happening and it's a competitive market and that's how, how they do it. But I can understand too, why you would say that Dustin, especially because I feel like in a way when Xbox saying that they're trying to do stuff for gamers first, like it makes sense because they have a history. They have a, like a, a list of things that we can point to and say, yeah, they've done these things for us, like backwards compatibility, boosting frame rates, mm-hmm. just like how the game pass system works and $60 just, games. Yeah. Their yeah. commitment to accessibility. Mm-hmm. And I think Sony's getting better about that, especially at its individual studios, but Microsoft has implemented in a lot of different ways and just a lot of different sort of access things that I think backs up that statement where we look at Sony and they still are missing a lot of those things. So it's a little hard to be as, or feel like they're genuine in that and obviously i think we know they're not necessarily or at least jim ryan's maybe not necessarily genuine in like that intent of this is for the community of gamers as a whole it's like uh, i mean obviously not and i don't <laughs> yeah. think any, and i think yeah. he also nobody, knows that yeah. nobody believes that but <laughs> I, I think that's mostly how it does become a little grating but at the same time it is it is some sort of posturing as well because it does play into court and such as well yeah uh stella you were talking about about other companies and and uh, funny funny enough ea mm-hmm. they they came out and were like well you know we know we kind of screwed up with battlefield <laughs> 2042 and but we we believe in it moving forward we we're gonna work hard to get it right yeah and hey if call of duty goes exclusive to xbox we're you know we're multi-platform <laughs> that gives us an opportunity on God. and and, and that they, they're right to say that they're yeah. like you know that they're probably you know that they would probably be happy that now they've had a EA's had a pretty tight business relationship with Microsoft since the beginning of the Xbox One generation. Uh, it's you know they've been tight for a while. Of course, the um, you know the EA Play stuff came mm-hmm. over to that was the that they fold that was folded into Game Pass in the early days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that. Call of Duty going, if it were to eventually go exclusive to Xbox, I got to think EA's probably, that might be a net good for them because I mean, maybe they'll lose some players on Xbox, but they'd probably gain a bunch more on the PlayStation side. Now, granted, Battlefield, I think historically is maybe a definitely more of a PC first franchise than Call of Duty is. Not that, again, not that there aren't PC players mm-hmm on Call of Duty, but Call of Duty has been a console game first yeah. and foremost for a while, whereas Battlefield, its roots are in the PC space. Mm-hmm. So Call of Duty will not go exclusive. As a matter of fact, I think it'll actually come out on more platforms, including the Switch. Maybe Call of Duty Mobile ends up on Switch. And if you actually look at the statements that they've made about this Activision deal, they almost mirror perfectly the statements that they made about the Minecraft deal. And Minecraft has remained multi-platform. It's one of their biggest properties in terms of revenue generation. So I think they're looking at Call of Duty and saying, well, we're going to go the Minecraft route with this one. And that's what they've said publicly over and over again, regardless of what these leaked documents that were conversations had well before the deal was even publicly announced. So um, that's that's my read on the whole thing. Yeah, they'd be stupid to let that go. Why would they do that? They're only benefiting from this. And it's like... Well, they, they wouldn't say that it's like very clearly that it's going to remain multi-platform and then go back on that word. So I, I don't imagine a world where that's going to happen in my opinion. Yeah, I, I feel like it's stuff like this that makes me realize that like Xbox, Microsoft has done a lot more to be more inclusive to um, other platforms, especially <laughs> looking at you, Chatter, that said that um, I shouldn't be, I, I'm a fraud for being on the show for being a PC first gamer, which like Xbox has kind of become synonymous with 
PC. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's because the, like, oh my God. So looking at um, the recent Spider-Man that came from PlayStation to PC, now it's like doing really well. Lots of people are opening up their eyes to Insomniac Games. They're like, oh my God, wow, this is so cool. Yeah. Like, I wish we had more of these games. You are getting so much more of an audience and a community for that game and that platform by expanding your audience from one platform and being like, yeah. hey, maybe maybe this other console, maybe PC should like have access. And there's so much more ways to like celebrate your game, celebrate the developers that way. So it's like seeing this, it's, I think that's why I'm annoyed because I'm just like, I don't think you really care. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, it's it's so exactly Sony. It. They're yeah. they're they know their beat on this in the sense that they didn't spend sixty nine billion dollars to get Activision Blizzard. So that's what I'm referring to when I say that they're beat. And so if if the uh, governmental uh, regulatory agency is gonna maybe. Uh, step in well of course sony's gonna be like yeah yeah check they're they cheated check their check their work i i I think they cheated so uh yeah they're gonna they're gonna gum up the works they're gonna encourage gumming up the works in any way they possibly can and it is yeah if if we look historically at the antitrust case that happened like 20 odd years with microsoft uh yeah microsoft was told they need to break up or whatever right you know what happened with that case absolutely nothing they countersued and the U.S. government overturned their own decision about the case, and nothing happened. So, like, well, that, and that idea. was that was regarding specifically, really regarting uh, Internet Netscape, Explorer, yeah. which wanted to. It was Internet Explorer the Internet versus browser. Netscape. Yeah. Nets, Netscape wanted to charge fifty dollars for people to have access to a browser, <laughs> and Internet Explorer was free. So, like, just the time of the case, like, things are so different from when that case happened. Yeah. Uh, even even with how Microsoft is today, I just I don't think that using that as your barometer, Bill Gates and the Apple stuff are probably better to make your case about when they were playing a little dirty. But using the antitrust thing, it's just like it doesn't hold as much water today. I don't feel. Well, we'll find out. We'll find out what the UK <laughs> has to say about it here before too long. It's it's going to go through. Microsoft yeah, will sue. Will. It's absolutely going through. I don't know why. People think it won't. Uh, One more story I want to make sure to hit on this week. That is EA and Motive announcing a new Iron Man game. The studio took to Twitter to say, quote, we couldn't be more thrilled to collaborate with Marvel Games on an all-new single-player action-adventure Iron Man game. While we're still early, we're still in early development, this is an exciting new adventure for our studio. Um, Miranda, did... Now, Bioware created a game that that is referred to as uh, one of its best parts is its Iron Man e parts, uh, what, flying around in, a, in like a power suit. Did 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 Anthem die so that so that not a new Iron Man game at, at Motive could could live on? No, maybe. <laughs> I wonder what this will be, but I love the. I love the fact that it's a single player game. That's I'm all about that. Yeah. Cuz EA, I mean EA has not been making those uh, uh, in recent years. It'll be interesting to see what they do with it. That's all I can say. I I don't like Tony Stark as a character, so I'm kind of <laughs> like, "Oh, I mean that's one of the things that I liked about Anthem was that you get to be your own character. You're living in this world, yeah. getting the advantages of the suit. So hopefully he's a more interesting dude in this." Stella, what do you want from an Iron Man game? I want to be a billionaire playboy genius. I don't. <laughs> I just. I want to. I want to play it. I, I think it'll be fun. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like, 
I didn't think I was going to be into Spider-Man because he wasn't really a hero that I really liked too much. But then after really? I played it, yeah, because oh, because like I think I just had an overdose of Spider-Man growing up. Mm. So when I played, I was like, oh okay, I'll get into it. And I was like, wait, this is actually really good. The story's really good. So if the story is solid, I I think that this could be really good because I feel like. Iron Man is one of those superheroes that I really liked after uh, Marvel Avengers and everything. Mm-hmm. And I actually ended up really liking his story and like his character development. Um, so I hope we get something similar uh, to, to that depth of that character, at least. But yeah, I'm curious to see how the uh, flying mechanics will go, because I mean, we've seen modders do it really well. And, you know, I hope they I hope that they do it justice. Well, and it'll be interesting. Uh, so that. If you're curious, Motive, their recent history, Star Wars Squadrons, very good game, mm-hmm. and the single-player campaign for Star Wars Battlefront 2, mm. which was also a very solid campaign. So um, both first-person games, this one will obviously probably, well, actually not obviously, I guess I would not oh. expect it to be first-person. Please, no. <laughs> that <laughs> I would, would uh-uh. expect that it would to be, be third-person. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, Destin... If it's made in Frostbite, as Anthem was, maybe they do borrow some some code, some mechanics. Again, I'm not a developer, but, you know, maybe there is there is some uh, stuff they can borrow from Bioware to at least get off to a, shall we say, flying start in uh, in developing <laughs> said, their Iron Man you game. You are capped at your one. It's my birthday. I get another one. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Okay, fine, 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 fine. I couldn't find any sweets for you, so you know what? That's, yeah. That's, that's okay. my, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm not really sure like what to do, what they would do with an Iron Man game, but I do know that I actually love the flight mechanics in Anthem. It's yeah. mm-hmm. one of the strongest parts of that game that everybody sort of recognized as right like, away great. too. So fun! The first yeah. time we saw that game back at uh, E3 of whatever year that was. <laughs> yeah, you jump up, you fly down, you slam into the ground. Like all that stuff felt really, really good. And uh, the Iron Man controls in the Marvels game largely utilize the anthem system of jump up and then fly through the air granted you were sort of capped on speed because you had to be able to have a balanced character with the other the other uh classes so to speak in that one but anyway uh i think there's something there i'm curious where they're gonna go with it and thank you it's nice to see more superhero games i love comics i love superhero stuff uh, you know, we have Spider-Man now, and maybe we'll get a great Iron Man game out of the deal. Yeah, I mean, hopefully we are entering a new golden age of of superhero games, just like we're in this cool age of superhero movies now, Can I too. say something selfishly? Please. If they do some sort of collaboration with Iron Man and Spider-Man, I'm in. Because oh, I think so the, best okay. thing, the best thing about Tony Stark's relationship with, for me, um, is yeah. with Peter Parker. Like, they're... Oh, I don't feel so father son yeah, kind of dynamic really there. It's really sweet. Like, the amount yeah. of That's care it. that he has for him, but like won't physically like show it or like, well, he'll physically show it, but he won't say it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, God, and God, his character development was so good. I just, I just want that connection. Well, you know, I don't know if, if Sony's got an insomniac have the exclusive uh, gaming. I mean, I guess not because Spider-Man's no, coming to, he was in Marvel's uh, Avengers mm-hmm. and what Destin? He's got, Spider-Man's coming to the card battler game. Okay. Marvel. Midnight Suns? Midnight Suns. Yeah. Okay. Oh, really? Well, they're good. Oh, all right. Okay. Then, then yes, there, yes, there is a chance. Yes, okay. it could happen. That's all I want. Um, but yeah, this is, a, this is a game I'll be eager to see more of. And it's just nice to see EA starting to make single-player games again. Yep. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they've, there's this. There's uh, You've got the Dead Space remake coming up. You've got... Um, 
Dragon Age, you've got Mass Effect coming down yeah. the road. That and and for a while, I don't I don't know if you could if there was one like single player only game in the EA portfolio. They were really chasing that you know multiplayer sort of live service thing. Uh, real quick, Game Pass got some updates for you this week. Deathloop, it has Yay! arrived on Xbox. Its uh, its exclusivity window with PlayStation is over. Microsoft platforms now get it everywhere. Cloud, PC, Xbox Series X and S. Uh, that is, again, that is a next-gen game. No Xbox One version there. Remember that IGN gave this game a 10 last year, so we loved it. Um, I have, I will admit, I've, I've played about four or five hours of this. I haven't been able to get in, as into it as I've yeah. wanted to, <laughs> but I'm willing to give it another go uh, on Xbox and, and dive in. Yeah. But story's good, no, voice acting's like great. Yeah, Destin. I wasn't that into it before I came to Xbox, but now it is game of the year contender for me. <laughs> oh my still god! Not, still, still okay. not that into it. Uh, yeah, Why? I might check it out though again. This, I had, I, I had, I've had a I'm great playing time. Metal Hellsinger a ton. Oh, mm. This was like the first game that I actually did all of the hidden like side quests, like because the lore that you get from the world really just neat. from like the little notes and stuff is just incredible. I actually, so it was, it was, I was a little bit packed at the moment, but I really wanted to do like a lore breakdown piece for this because yeah. like you don't, you get a big overarching story, but you don't get how this place came to be, like how all the residents, like, like there's, I mean, I'm not going to spoil, but like there are a lot of hidden things in here that are just so, so well done. And it's <laughs> really cool. So it's a lot I, of um, yeah. like breadcrumb trails. Yeah. And I love that. And it yeah. like pieces together for this huge overview. And you're like, oh my God, this is way more convoluted than the main story lets on. And I love stuff like that. So I actually found myself doing all the side quests, which I usually don't like doing. So <laughs> I remember this part. This room was uh, kind of annoying to clear oh, yeah. out. All right. Uh, elsewhere on Game Pass, Hard Space Shipbreaker, which has seen some success on PC. That's a next-gen only as well, although also in the clouds. Spider Heck, Beacon Pines, and Slime Rancher 2 in-game preview. Thank uh, you. All right, with that, I want to say thank you to the panel and to our super producer, Red, in the back, making this thing technically possible. That's 562, 562 episodes of this show, which uh, I have to actually double-check. I think I may either be about to have or have already passed my personal 500th oh unlock because i started yeah i gotta go back and see i can't remember exactly it was somewhere in like either the 50s or the 70s that's fantastic anyway that's impressive. i think it was 57 so i think i i think i think it's done it's i've already had that's it awesome happen. that's a lot of podcasts yes. in one in one place oh yeah <laughs> all right we're out of here and we'll see you guys next week What does feminism mean to you? During Women's History Month, come explore feminism and how it's playing out in real life with season two of Thread the Needle, a monthly podcast. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I use my background in journalism and draw on women's life experiences to add to the conversation on topics that matter to fellow feminists like you. Now in its second season, listen to new episodes each month as we explore finding yourself through divorce, battling call-out culture, questioning our ideas about masculinity, and discovering why girls' confidence plummets in their preteens. Guests include Stephanie Kuntz, historian and author of Marriage, a History, April White, author of Divorce Colony, and Loretta Ross, professor on white supremacy and call-out culture at Smith College. 
Listen to Thread the Needle on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.